the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 118 of The Usual Podcast, a podcast we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Will. What up, Brosif? I'm two beers in tonight. Two whole beers. Look at That's you. That's a lot for me. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Speaking of, we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What did you drink? I, did not, I had two Blue Stars. Oh, local. Yeah, nice local beer. Um... Um, they were nice and yummy. I had some with a uh, with a little bit of lemon and uh, yeah, limon. It's it good, actually. I have I finished my first beer before you finished your first beer. Okay, well, here we are, posturing already, literally preening. Okay, <laughs> uh, I I had a couple of racer fives also uh, from a couple hundred Does miles. That make a racer away. ten? Well, no, because racer ten is a totally different beer. Um, but I also right now I'm drinking Ballast Point uh, Sculpin IPA, one of my two top two favorite IPAs. Sculpin. You want to know what my other one is? Uh, Tracer Hops. That's a double IPA. This is uh, uh, my other favorite IPA is Dogfish Head 90 Minute IPA. Ooh. Boom. Dogfish Head. <laughs> Stupid. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, find us on Twitter at Darth Pops and I am Will Griggs. Uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Please take time to like us and share us when you see us and give us some stars and such. We like that. And timestamps in the show notes for non Tour fans. We got a ton of, uh, Swo Tour this week. Um, new patch dropped or a new game update, I should say. Um, so we'll be spending a little more time on Swo Tour than we normally do, but you know, not more than about 25 minutes or so. And, um, otherwise you can jump around. We have some cool Star Wars news and of course pop culture in general. Absolutely. Um, thanks to everybody who is in the chat room, Mr. Skeen, you are with us as always. And, um, uh, your brother Steve was there. I don't know if he has not come back, but here we are. We had trailer time before this, so maybe people didn't come back. Yeah, he's a big trailer time person and he, he doesn't play the game. So yeah, he might be coming back for the other. He's person. not going to come back. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you so much. All right. So before Will cries more than he normally does, let's get into Star Wars The Old Republic. Do you want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. Yeah, Steve, Will was counting you out, bro. What the F? He's like, yeah, <laughs> we all hate Will. <laughs> uh, he was agreeing with me that I hate you. Mm, I think that's uh, inaccurate. All right, so anyway, let's start with community stuff, man. Um... Unholy Alliance, uh, for the last couple of years has had one more before the end of the year, one more push towards, uh, the end of the year. Cause that's usually when they wrap up the, uh, donations for extra life. Right. And the last year they did a movie night with, uh, Eric Musco. Yes. This year they're doing a, what they're calling a blockbuster with Boyd. <laughs> So they're getting together with getting her crush out of the way. Yeah. So Charles Boyd, uh, is going to be, um, on Discord with our Unholy Alliance Guild. And the cool part is it is going to be on Sunday, December 10th at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that's 7 p.m. GMT. 
And it says, basically, get together with SWOTOR and Star Wars friends and enjoy a movie, chat, and have a good time for charity. So the way to get uh, be part of this, you have to donate $10 or more to the Movie Day donation page for Unholy Alliance Extra Life Charity Team. Um, and please donate under your name or handle that uh, with a good email so they can send you all the details with the Discord info and all Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And are they going to be watching Force Awakens? Uh, no, they're going to be watching Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. And uh, this film is currently available to stream on Netflix and other providers, so you have to be able to start it when they do, get on Amazon or whatever. Yeah, um, actually, it just uh, got added on to Netflix this, this month. Yeah, totally. Um, I've actually watched it on Netflix, um, so that's totally cool. And so, again, Children's, Mir- Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Um, this is the last push towards the end of the year, of course, for, uh, for charity. Um, definitely check out the link in the show notes. As a guild, we are just $2 shy of four thousand dollars let's get over that huh let's get over that um so definitely do that and <laughs> the link in the show notes is hilarious they basically cut and pasted charles boyd's head on uh terminator <laughs> terminator's body he's got the shotgun and the motorcycle and it's and they've got it boydinator to movie day so that's phenomenal awesome so definitely check that out. i also have a link in the show notes uh to uh Jesse's um, blog as well. She's got all the info up on there. So you have two ways to get there. Donate and join us. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make a Sunday night or Sunday afternoon, but I will do my darndest because uh, I missed last year as well. So Yeah, I'm going to try, but I, uh, Sunday's going to be a busy day for me this week. Indeed. Next week. But still. Okay. You know what I mean. Yeah. So we can game, my friend. What'd you do? Um, I... <laughs> all right. I was, I was having myself quite a week, so I actually took a personal day on Tuesday, mm-hmm. downloaded the patch, and I was done with the uh, the the fl- the new Flashpoint uh, by four in the afternoon. Nice, that's good, dude. I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought the the I played on solo mode. I didn't play with anybody else. Um, I found a couple of the the bosses challenging um, for my gameplay because I'm a sniper. So you know, sniper has uh, you know a lot of their um, abilities are you know take time to to channel. And, uh, so, you know, it was like, uh, but I enjoyed it. It was a really good. I liked the storyline. Cool. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. We won't spoil the story. I haven't done it yet, but I'll get to that in a minute. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait a few weeks and we'll talk about the story for sure. Um, I did like, uh, I haven't actually taken advantage of it yet, but I do like that you can put, uh, legacy credits now. Yeah. I actually went through all my tunes. It's one of the things I did and, um, put all my extra credits in there. Um, I think I've got almost sixty million across my legacy. I think like if that. you put all mine together, I might hit eight. <laughs> um, but I just created a new tune uh, on the Satil Shan server, and uh, it's a uh, a uh, cool, good stuff. Trooper, yeah, created a trooper. Nice. Uh, so what did I do this week? I did um, War Zones. So this was actually kind of funny. So you know. <laughs> I had to, by the 28th, you had to have done either three war zones or three group finder uh, via the group finder in order to get the other companion and the pet and all that stuff unlocked. So it was literally the morning of the patch, Tuesday morning. I, you know, like you, I was having a hell of a week and I was like, you know what? I don't want to not do this. I did one flashpoint at WAG because we didn't have a lot of sh- uh, people right. show up the week before or the Friday before. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just see who's around. And like, we got a group together pretty quick online, showed up, um, later that evening, obviously. 
and ran through. So we got a bunch of people together and did PvP. <laughs> it was like Jesse and Mox and, and a bunch of people. And some people, their fun sides come out in, in PvP. Boy, Jesse was talking some smack. Really? It was a lot of fun. Uh, so we all played terribly, um, got through three war zones, um, a little hiccups here and there, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, okay, we should is... do that a little more often because it was really kind of a blast. Okay. For those of you who actually have met Jesse in person. This... And yes, Skeen, we did kick ass on that flashpoint on Wagnite. Thank you, sir, for being there. This is how I pictured Jesse talking smack in, in real life, like running up to somebody saying, you're an asshole and throwing glitter <laughs> in their face. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a little more than that. So, which was hilarious. Uh, so we did that, and so I, I fulfilled that achievement, uh, requirement, so that was cool. Um, I've been working on my, you know, DPS gear set, um, as I was hopping around to tunes, and I'm actually stoked with a lot of the quality of life changes, which we'll get to in a little bit with 5.6, um, especially with the, uh, group finder solo mode, all that kind of stuff. So it was, it was pretty darn cool. So oh, we'll get I to that stuff here in a minute. I finally got to tier two of uh, Command XP. Look at you. I think I'm at 96 now. You're really doing it. You know that? I'm close to 300 now. I effing hate you. <laughs> no, I'm seriously. I'm at, and actually it's a good segue because uh, this next thing really bugs me uh, that it's not going to be a thing. Uh, so we'll get to that because I'm well over. I'm like way past this. I'm close to 300. So check this out. Uh, so getting into the, some of the news, some of the changes for 5.6. First thing I'm going to talk about is, um, <laughs> is so from the patch notes, which we'll get to more specifically in a minute. Uh, one of the things you get in some of the command crates is, uh, command boosts, right? And what was really annoying is that some of the command boosts are limited to one through 179. Okay. Command rank. Oh, really? And you just can't use them after that. Can so you once, stockpile them? Well, I stockpile them and I give them other tunes, but that just ticks me off. So one of the things they changed was there's not going to be that restriction going forward, but it doesn't, it's not retroactive. And so, so the ones you've been stockpiling, you can't use? I can use them. I just have to give them to a different tune right. that's not over 179 command rank. So. Well, I mean, at least they're still usable. Yeah, but I'm not super happy about it. Well, that's because you're just a little bitch. <sighs> Sorry, I was a mid yawn, so that totally detracted from the insult. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so as far as uh, server transfers, those also went live um, later in the day when the servers went back up, which is pretty darn cool. People were stoked about that. And right now they're at the lower price, uh, but they will go back up at some point as well. There were some other issues. when I, the, I did notice because I, I played early. Yeah. And then later on in the evening, I, I wasn't playing that night because I was mm. already done with it. I was actually... Uh, watching some TV and watching some movies and sleeping. And um, I noticed that there was a, a queue issue with Satil Sean. What was going on with that? Well, I was just about to say it, but then you just started saying stuff. So That's why I was trying to segue, making it a conversation. <laughs> so it doesn't just look like we're reading from a from a script, yo. Yo. What is this, 1994? <laughs> yo, just kidding. Rap. What's up, Kid Lee? How you doing, buddy? Uh, <laughs> anyway, oh, it's a Kid Lee raid. We're going to get a bump. <laughs> so there's right. this there's this thing in Twitch now called raids. I don't 100 percent understand it. Kidley was trying to explain it to me. I don't get it, but it's okay. I'm we glad just, you guys are we here. Just tripled our viewership. No, cool. <laughs> More power. Welcome to, to Kidley Raiders. Yeah, cool. All right, man. So server full. So on that note, there were some issues. There were some um, cues on Satil Sean that they actually had to bring the server down for a little bit to fix some stuff. 
Um, and that went down, I think, actually earlier that Tuesday night. Um, right. Because uh, I kept seeing all the notifications on Twitter. Exactly. So, but it came back up and everything seemed to be okay. Uh, then <laughs> there were two things that kind of bugged me. Well, one more than the other. This one, not as much. So, no, Rackles this week is the thread that was started. And Rackles was supposed to start. And yeah, I was waiting on it because I'm, I started that new tune mm. and I was going to do the kindly old master, uh, yep. quest. No, you can't do it. So it looks like the rat. So this is Eric Musker. He said, it looks like the rat cool also did not go live as intended, similar to the double XP event, which we'll talk about in a minute. Right. Excuse me. The team is working on trying to schedule it to go live alongside, uh, the double XP event that's coming on the 12th. On that note, they were supposed to do double XP this week. Right. Which I was stoked for. And I was talking to, um, the guys, uh, the other night about this. When this got announced, it was kind of a bummer, but the good thing, there's good news and bad news. So quick update, the planned double XP event uh, was to start tomorrow. This was at the time of posting. Um, so the first, the bad news, um, they hit a scheduling issue with the game and the double XP event will not go live. But the good news is uh, to make up for it when 5.6.1 on the 12th comes out. They're going to extend the double XP and they're going to run it through the first of January. Oh, nice. So that's going to run for a while. So I like that they are yeah, basically giving us run our entire Christmas break. Oh yeah. They're giving us 20 days of double XP awesome. and CXP and all that. So that is pretty darn awesome. So I don't mind. Actually, I prefer it <laughs> happening then because I'm not trying to work and do a bunch of other things. Well, so hopefully that's uh, cool. maybe I can hit 300 by the time breaks over. Well, you won't, but that's fine. That, that's when you say challenge accepted. That's when I say F you. <laughs> Shut up. All right. So, uh, one thing I just wanted to show, cause I don't know if we, when this came out or whatever, but the, uh, journey to Caparo, there's a little teaser thing for it. And I thought we could watch it. Let's watch it. They don't normally do two weeks of LXP during Christmas. That was the case last year's. Um, I yeah, don't know if it was during Christmas. You know what? They have actually during the holidays do a double XP event, but they usually, I don't know if it's Christmas actually, but I can't remember. But you might be right, uh, DVD out. So yeah, I don't know. Um, but I, I feel like last year there was at least one week of double XP though. Well, I was thinking I thought it was one week during Thanksgiving and one week during Christmas. Oh, during the, uh, Life Day event. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. But do they, I don't know if they do double also during that. I think they do Life Day and then around New Year's they do the double XP. They throw in the week of, but I'm not sure. I have to go back. I have a, I have a bad memory, DVD guy. Yeah, you do. You're old. Well, first of all, you're three years older than me, and don't be a jerk. These people are trying to help. <laughs> I'm being a jerk to you, not them. Um, I love you guys. I hate to tell you, you did miss the Infinity War trailer, but here's what I'm going to do. Because it is so much <laughs> awesomeness? Because it's so awesome, and I really want to watch it again. Um, when we get to the beginning of our um, last section of the show, we'll watch it one more time. Yeah, so stick around with us for like a uh, half hour or so, and we'll get there. Okay? Yeah. All right, so we're going to watch uh, Journey to Caparo real quick. Let's do it. So, like I said, you haven't played the any of the Caparo stuff yet. Yeah. Um, hey, what's up, Warlock? Yeah, man. So what we're going to do is <laughs> I'll try to find the version of that here in a minute or we'll watch it next week. Sorry about that. When we do our spoiler one, we can do it, actually. That wouldn't be that big of a deal. Okay, yeah, I'm not going to, uh, to – I mean, this isn't spoiling at all. I was actually a little surprised about the landscape of Caparo. Oh, right? Yeah. I just—it's not what I pictured when I pictured Chiss. All right, cool. I'm I'm stoked about the Chiss, man. It's a gorgeous planet. Yeah, I'm super stoked about the Chiss ascendancy. I love all of the Chiss stuff. Everything that 
Timothy Zahn putting those books is just f- phenomenal. Okay, so. the funny thing is, is because you know I play a, I play a, uh, a sniper agent, right? And so, yeah. and I always play with my headgear on, <laughs> and so I you know I completely forget about myself, right? And I totally forgot. What does that mean? You forget about yourself? Well, about my tunes, like things about my tune, right? So oh, okay. It totally for I totally forgot that I'm a chiss. Oh, you're ridiculous. <laughs> and so it actually came up in the story a little bit later. See, I never have that problem because all my people all are chiss. All your chis. people are chiss. <laughs> the well, thing is, this is my only chiss tune. Oh, that's funny. And I thought it was funny. It was like, oh my gosh, I totally spaced that. I would have mm-hmm. made a couple of decisions differently. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So I don't want to spend all day on patch notes, obviously. But what you I want to... every week. Did you read them? Not this week. Oh, here we are. I love you. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but I do want to go through a few things. So, uh, obviously the new flashpoint hit, um, and that is dealing with the trader issue it's um, a lot on Capero, which I'm stoked for. The new operation boss is up. These yeah. are the highlights, obviously. Um, the operation the boss, one, right? third, uh, okay. Nahut, the son of shadow, which I'm excited about. So we are going to tackle that hopefully in what's an ops group, uh, tomorrow, nice. which I'm stoked about. I didn't never, I was, I was never able to do it on the PTS. So. Uh, I'm excited to do that tomorrow. And, uh, new Galactic Starfighter map. It's a 12v12, 12 12 12, uh, deathmatch. Holy crap. Above Iocath, which sounds awesome. And the new activities window. And I don't know if you noticed this when you logged in. Everything, uh, the whole Galactic Command interface is gone. Yeah, actually, I didn't look at that yet. And it's now the activities window. And it's split up. Um, well, I'll just read this. It says the group finder interface has seen a huge overhaul. It includes repeatable rewards, bonuses for roles in need, along with, uh, unifying the group, Warzone, uh, Galactic Starfighter, and solo content in a single window. So you can kind of, there's tabs of like solo group content and all that kind of stuff, cool. uh, PVP. So you can kind of basically in one location pick what you want to do and no more like, Oh, I don't want that daily qu- that daily run. I don't want that right, one. You right, can pick right. which one you want, which is pretty darn cool as well. Awesome. And then what we talked about, uh, well, no, I guess not last week, but two weeks ago when we recorded was the Masters Datacron, um, which you can boost any tune from, uh, whatever level they are to level 70. Right. And that's 2000 credits, 2000 cartel coins from the cartel market. 2000 credits. That's a steal. Yeah. Well, I'll be doing that all day, but no, 2000 cartel coins. Um, so general stuff. Uh, like I said, uh, a lot of changes been to group finder, um, the repeatable rewards. So for each PVP, PVE group activity, there's a repeatable reward when queuing for all available content. There's also a role in need, which I thought was pretty cool. And so certain group enforced content will now give bonuses to roles in need. So let's say, well, the example they give is there's a lack of healers in the activity window for master mode flashpoints. Okay. If you queue as a healer, you might get extra rewards. Oh, I got you. Okay. Which is kind of cool. Um, that'll probably work out well for me because there's always a lack of hank- tanks and, and, uh, healers, right? A lack of hanks? Well, a lack of hanks. Sometimes you, ha- sometimes you just need a hank. You do. You need some Tom. You need Tom to be right next to you. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Tom Hanks? <laughs> yeah, I got you. All right. So, um, Seriously, how how did you not pick up on that? No, I got it. I just thought it was weird, but it's fine. Sometimes I like to make fun of them and then look away, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> that's true, DVD House. It is seriously. It is like saying, "Please play tanks and healers." But it's weird because there's it's never going to be that. No, for for DPS ever. No, because 
<laughs> okay, I have like 20 tunes, and they're all DPS. Yeah, no, I know. It's madness. Uh, daily rewards. So for each PvP, PvE group activity, there's a significant bonus to experience, credits, command experience, and unassembled components. Um, and obviously, you need a queue for uh, all available content for that. This is my favorite part. The solo window, all heroics, daily areas, events when eligible, and flashpoints can easily be queued from the solo window. So you don't have to like... Sometimes I run into a flashpoint and like, am I actually in solo mode or is this like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So when you know you queue up, you're good to go, which is nice. That's good. Um, let's see what else we have here. <laughs> so there's been still some issues. I don't know if they fixed it all the way, but characters across the galaxy now have an appropriate amount of sparkle in their eyes. <laughs> but do you remember like we've been talking about it? Like people were upset, like the eyes were sparkling funny. Right. And like the load window and stuff. So maybe they fixed it. Weird. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> um so obviously solo stuff's been added to the activities window uh what else do we have here galactic command interface been removed from the game or it's been competing uh there were some issues fixed with the cartel market um we obviously have the new um the new boss what else we got anything else so what's up with the daily areas now granting a weekly mission and losing the area yeah we'll get to that in here in a bit so um there's also been a bunch of class changes uh, and that kind of thing. There's some leveling of command experience in some of the flashpoints. And that's kind of it for um, patch notes, except for one thing. When adding an augment slot, this is a really cool quality of life thing. When adding an augment slot to an item, the augment kit drop-down box will now sort by whichever kit the player has highest quality of. Okay. So, like... Instead of always starting a one. Oh, my God. It's so annoying. And I'm like, oh, let me go to ten, because why would I want one? Well, my level 72. That makes no sense. Anyway. Um, and command boosts that drop from the command crates no longer have restriction on what command ranks they apply to. I wish that was retroactive, but that's just my personal beef. Why don't you cry about it? I'm kind of am. That was my complaint. Can you hear me, Moscow? Um, Moscow doesn't <laughs> listen to us. <laughs> True. True statement. Decorations have been added to the mission reward for solo, fo- solo mode flashpoints, which is cool. And there's some other cool stuff in here too, but I think that's about it. Oh. Two new tiers of augments is the last thing I'm going to say. Maybe not the last thing. Item ratings, 230 artifact quality. Um, they drop inside of Capero Flashpoint. And the item rating, 236 legendary quality. They're crafted ones um, that can be learned from the crew tra- uh, crew skill trainers. Okay, cool. So, more augments. Yay. Yeah, I did get, actually, I did uh, get dropped uh, an MK3. Um, I think it was a set of boots that had the 232s in them or something. Like that. Boots, huh? Fashionable. Improved disintegration. This is uh, one of the things that they were saying was going to happen. So when you, if you have something with stats in it that you disintegrate, you will get uh, unassembled components from that. And I've actually experimented with this a little bit because I had some, I had some crates on a bunch of tunes. So when I was going from tune to tune, anybody that had crates on it after I put all my uh, credits into Legacy. Uh, I disintegrated stuff that I didn't need and I got into some components and all that's legacy now and it's in um in your inventory and I just put that into my legacy bank, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I uh, I did that. I uh, got I disintegrated one thing and I got twelve assembled components. Yeah, it's so. nice, isn't it? Yeah. All right, what else we got here? Um I think that's about it. Unassembled components are no longer in your legacy in your currency tab. They're stackable and they're in your inventory, like I just said. And of course the legacy credits are a thing. Nice. So here we are, dude. Are you excited? I'm very excited. I should, want to play. Should we talk about known issues? Absolutely. 
You mean you don't want to talk about known issues? Let's hear what people are bitching about this week. Don't cut your eyes at me. This is from the devs, dude. This is known issues after this update. Um, I'm not going to go through all of them. There's a bunch of known issues. I have the link in the show notes to it. Um, but, uh, the main thing that people that pe- they want to be aware of is that your the currency tab, the unassembled components are still there and it's at zero, but look in your inventory. They're if there. you didn't have space in there, it's in your mailbox, etc. Right. Exactly. Um, there was also an exploit, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, there's also a weird thing with Kuat drive yards. If you're playing that, don't, uh, during the second cutscene, if you press spacebar, you're going to get stuck, kicked out. It's a mess. Read the, read, read the, uh, specifics on that because it's very, um, very touchy, it seems. Yeah, no, I wasn't giving you the weird look at getting stuck by hitting spacebar. I was looking at you weird because Kuat drive yards, I forgot that was in the game. Yeah, see, I haven't played <laughs> Kuat in a long time. I used to play it all the time. Uh, cause that was that one you could run through, uh, really quickly. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's some known issues. Uh, there was an exploit, as I said. Um, and this is, this is an exploit that pops up, I think, every few updates. And this, it's that one where you can buy something for nothing and then sell it back. Oh, yeah. And this had to do this time with, um, companion gifts. So there was a vendor, um, that would allow you to buy, uh, <laughs> companion gifts for free and then sell them back for credits. And so obviously they're going to go after those people. Um, and then the other known issue is the vendor on Tahuta on the, uh, so the vendor Tahuta on the Imperial fleet is selling various companion gifts that do not list a purchase price, but they do have one. So when you purchase them, they can be bought cheaper than it's intended and they're going to fix it in a future update. And as a follow up, it's not an exploit to buy the cheaper gifts. Okay. So even the ones that are, they're free, they're not the, the free ones are gone. They fixed that. Okay. But the cheaper gifts, I mean, even if the, okay, say for example, the free ones were still there. What if you bought them actually? Hello? 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 My mic didn't go out. Maybe it was me moving away for a second. Can you guys not hear me? Kidley said my mic went out. Can you hear Marshall now? Can you hear me now? (laughs) Dude, that's funny. There's more than one cutscene in there. In KDY, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we spent after so the long. first run, all we ever did was space bar through that crap. Exactly. So that's the that's the kind of the whole point here, guys. Is uh, we're all used to space barring in that one. If you do it, you're gonna get screwed. The group's gonna get you. Have to, you have to disband the group, reform it, and then uh, go back in, which is a bummer. Anyway, that's weird. Yeah, Kid Lee says he can't hear us, but everyone else can. So let's just move it on. I'm gonna power through. I'm sorry, Kid Lee. Um, so, anyways, going back to that, what if you had bought all the free gifts? To actually use them as gifts. Oh, that's fine. Would that have been an exploit, even though they're free? I don't know. They didn't say that. But I think it, the exploit really is the exploit is buying them for free and then selling them back for something. I think if you buy them and it's accidentally free or cheaper in this case, right? It's it's okay. Do we have a list of the the? I think it's just the one vendor, honestly. Right, but is it does it give a list of which ones? Give you the most bang for their buck for like- well that you'll have to look online for that. Okay, cool. Yeah, there's all. It depends on what companion you're buying for too. So I might have to go take advantage of that. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go buy some cheaper ones because I have I have only like six level fifty companions. So I have one. <laughs> there was another bug where some of the chess pieces got some uh, colors switched around. And last couple things here, somebody said have things been uh, as far as GSF. Has the EMP been nerfed too hard? And I'm just putting the link in the show notes because I haven't been played GSF in forever. Um, uh, Brett Hoffman uh, basically listed what was changed of the EMP missiles. And he says the intended functionality is this. Um, and the bug 
should be fixed in 5.6.1. So I'm throwing that out there in case you're a GSF dude. And discipline performance is off. So there, excuse me, there are some disciplines that are performing better than others. Really? Indeed. So it says a handful of disciplines are currently performing better than they should be. This is due to a number of unintended passive benefits which are being applied to them. There's no in-game indication on your character of whether it is not as applying to you, but it's a bug related to some set bonuses. And this will be addressed in a future update. So if you notice you're, you're healing for or doing more damage than usual, that's why. Boy, that's going to be nice for some people, isn't it? Yeah, well, now I'm, it's time to clear up all those old quests that you couldn't beat before. Yeah, I'm just a tank, so here we are. <laughs> all right, man. And the last thing, um, the last thing, this literally popped up a few hours ago. Uh, Musco put a pretty good post up. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, but he said, uh, Daily missions are doing less X- CXP than they should be. The I- idea was that they were trying to balance CXP mm-hmm. across the game. Right. But the way the group finder is now and the activities window, um, there's an issue. So the goal with this change is that they're going to basically triple the CXP rewards um, with 5.6.1 on all the planetary heroic missions and daily area missions. Um, they're going to be tripled f- to 225 and uh, up from 75. Okay. So right now you're not getting as much as you should. Um, and it's just, it's, it's a result of some of the things that we're trying to do. Okay. So gotcha. Not, you know, not the end of the world, but that's kind of my primary source of CXP and stuff. So it's kind of a bummer, but you know, I have what 11 days and I play like what twice a week. So here we are. Jeez, dude. <laughs> so overall, dude, before we get out of this section, because we've been here long enough, uh, what do you think? Um, overall 5.6 stoked quality of life. Good. Yeah, actually, I haven't really, really have indulged into the quality of life stuff. I just played the the Flashpoint, um, but I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Theron's got a new look, which is interesting. So yeah, but, uh, no, but I've heard about that. Yeah, but I liked it. It's uh, it was what a fun it? Flashpoint. Holy crap! Is that true, Trig? You can max a companion for four hundred fifty k. That sounded light. Usually, it was like around ten mil. Because I've maxed all mine, it usually was around ten million credits in order to max them. That's uh, or maybe five. One of the two, but 450k, I'm going to go do that after this. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. Thanks for that. Hopefully that's true because that's badass. All right, man. So anything else? Uh, no, I think I'm ready to go on to Star Wars. Are you though? You don't seem ready. You're just saying stuff. I feel like now. I'm ready to put my boot up your ass. All right. Moving on. At least I don't have to lift it too high. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. So, top oh. of the, top of the list, tickets. Yeah, finally got our damn tickets for this movie. Yeah, we we live in a small town that yeah. has no. Uh, yeah, no well, it's a it's a four theater little town, four screens, I should say. Yeah, no Fandango presence. Yeah, but what's interesting about it is I half my students work at the theater. And we've known the people that run the theater for long enough. So if we harass them enough, eventually it happens. They put the tickets up today. We have our tickets. We got our party set. Uh, yeah, I think we were the first two people to buy tickets. I'm pretty sure I was. Yeah. You were first. I was second. I was first. Yeah. So I bought my tickets and I'm stoked. So here we're we are. Yay. Uh, Ryan Johnson, 
he made some comments on his new Star Wars trilogy. It's super vague. Of Shocking. Course. Shocking, right? Um, he basically just made a couple blanket statements. Let me close some of this stuff before we get going here. Um, he said, um, he was asked, he did a uh, press event in Mexico for The Last Jedi, and he spoke about his plans for the new trilogy and where he's at in the planning phase. He says, we're going to have to see. Um, I'm just in the very beginning of starting to come up with what the new trilogy is going to be. Um, and he says, uh, what makes me so excited about it is the idea of doing a new story on a big canvas, um, uh, of three movies in this world. And there's just so much potential. And he said, he can't wait to jump into it. Um, clearly they're not letting him say anything else. Of course. Um, and then of course the other, um, comment was, uh, we had the time of our lives collaborating with Lucasfilm and Disney on the last Jedi. Um, and this is Johnson and Bergman said in a joint statement, Star Wars is the greatest modern mythology, and we feel lucky uh, to have contributed to it. Can't wait to continue with the new series of films. And, of course, Kathleen Kennedy, which we read a f- couple weeks ago, I think she said this. Um, we all love working with Ryan on The Last Jedi. He's a creative force, et cetera, et cetera, which we talked about yeah, a few weeks ago. Absolutely. And clearly this is the reason that he got the gig is because he is easy to work with and he they nice like with, him. Yeah, he plays nice <laughs> with the corporate structure. And that's it, dude. I mean <laughs> – it's weird after all the firings around the last couple of movies and all the stuff that's going on. It's interesting. They finally found someone like a JJ Abrams in Ryan Johnson to where it's like, Hey, you want to do this thing? Well, you know, and do you want to do it this way? Okay. Well, you, you have know? to, I mean, there's always been the people that have always played well within the corporate structure, like JJ Abrams and yeah. Joss Whedon and uh, Ron Howard and right. uh, Ridley Scott, you know, all these people. And then even the auteurs that tend to, you know, go by their own drum, you know, right. Scorsese, Quentin Tarantino. And I think they were trying to get more and more of the other people. Yeah. And not the corporate friendly people. Exactly. Um, this is interesting. I'm only going to read the headline. Um, the rest of it doesn't really make any, doesn't really matter, uh, what she says specifically, but Daisy really doesn't want to play Ray after Star Wars episode nine. Now she doesn't necessarily come out and say like, I refuse to do anything Star Wars related. It's, but she, it just sounds a lot. It sounds very Harrison Forty. Yeah, it's like okay, I'm gonna do my three movies, and then I'm gonna go do a bunch of other stuff. Yes, right. Um, do you think? I'm wondering why this came up. Only in that, I don't want to say like they had plans for Ray after the trilogy. No, I honestly think it just came up that she probably was asked a question in a junket interview saying, "Well, what have you heard about the new trilogy?" Right, and she's like. I haven't heard anything. And I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> and and I'm and I'm fine with that, dude. Absolutely. Um, she's adorable. She's a great actress. Yeah, but you can't hang on to these. You know, there's so much Good God, man. <laughs> there's so why don't you burp again though? <laughs> I know, I've done a lot of burping now. There's a uh, <laughs> it's the sculpin. There's a whole world out there that they can go on to. It's like come on. No, for sure. Like, and we don't have to go back to Boba Fett, you know what I mean? Well, and we'll we'll talk about that um, here in a second. So, um, what do you got here? Yeah, so uh, Denis Villeneuve, who was uh, one of the people who was on the short, well, rumored to be on the short list for episode nine, uh, once Trevorrow was taken off, um, before uh, JJ was brought back in, and who does fantastic work. He just did Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Okay, he did The Arrival. Um, oh, that's why that name sounds familiar. Fantastic work. He has come out and said that he would like to do a Star Wars movie, but one that isn't part of the saga. So he would like to do a standalone story. Interesting. Okay. I honestly think he would be fantastic in doing Kenobi. That would be cool. 
I think seeing Villeneuve's uh, direction of the Kenobi. Now, did his the this just come out of nowhere? Is he just talking about it, or, well, or do you know, think they're talking well, to him? Uh, well, Blade Runner twenty forty nine is is just about to come out on Blu ray in iTunes later this month, uh-huh. so they're starting to promote that a little bit. Um, plus, he's in between projects right now, and he was on the short list for episode nine, so it just makes sense that he would be one of the voices they'd be asking. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, uh, Last Jedi exact runtime is officially announced, dude. It is. <laughs> Sorry, really quick to interrupt, but DVD House just jumped into chat and said, "Wow, the area by that companion vendor on the fleet is packed." Well, I'm sure you're gonna have to wade through all the madness of. <laughs> I'm headed there later. Don't worry. I'll wait till it slows down a little bit. It's like, <laughs> it's like you don't go to the Safeway at five o'clock. You I wait, know, right? You wait until ten. <laughs> all right, guys. So, Last Jedi exact runtime officially announced. There was we talked about this a couple weeks ago, where they said it's probably going to be the longest. Yeah, two thirty one, and um, it is one hundred and fifty one minutes and thirty eight seconds, which, which is two, two and a half hours, hours long. Minutes, yeah, yeah. So here we are. That's it. Yeah, that's uh, and I'm okay with that, dude. I wish it was four hours. Uh, that might be a little too much. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> anyway, um. I'm not going to talk much about this. I didn't get through all of it. Uh, EW, there's been, I think, Empire. There's some of the magazines are starting to do their, right, their, their photo shoots, their photo shoots and, and press stuff around, around Last Jedi. Um, there's a really cool, um, article in here with, I'll grab one snippet from it. But yeah, Ma- well, it, yeah, you're, you're, you're talking about it. I posted something to Pinterest this week and it was the image of, of the the new well the old Luke yeah the old and age Luke uh, in the Millennium Falcon cockpit right and so the name of the article or this is Luke com- Luke comes home Mark Hamill's heartbreaking return to the Millennium Falcon in the Last Jedi and it says excuse me I'm telling you I didn't expect to have the reaction I had um, I was there with my family with my children Nathan and Griffin and Chelsea and my wife Marlou. Um, and Lucasfilm asked if the documentary crew could be there when I came back on the Millennium Falcon. I mean, this is not what, this was not on the shooting day. I was just in street clothes and going to visit the set. And I said, sure. And it said, it didn't take long for it to overwhelm him. It was sort of like visiting an old house that you've lived in when you were a kid. I mean, I just welled up with emotion and I said, I need to be by myself. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny is I actually don't remember him being in the Falcon at all in Jedi. Um, in Jedi, he wasn't, no, but he spent. Right, a, he was, but he was in Empire. Empire, and obviously in A New Hope as well. Right, but I'm saying, but so he, like, he hasn't been. He hasn't on been the in set, a while on the Millennium Falcon set since 1980. Yeah, but it's like, if I were to go back to a house I lived at in 1980, if I'd be you like, went back to the Smurf house. If I went back to the Smurf house, even which is actually no longer there. Yeah, it's one of the houses we uh, spent He's a lot party. of time at. Uh, <laughs> In, when we were in college. It's it, such a small house. It's Marshall can reach the ceiling. I could. I felt like a giant. Anyway, um, but that's kind of cool, man. It's kind of nice to or, see or really that. I just felt how normal people. You know what? I was trying to keep this nice, and then you had to be rude. Anyway. I love you, Marshall. Okay. Anyway, that's enough of that. All right. So I like that story. Um, there's more to it, obviously, and there's a lot of other articles in EW and some other stuff that's coming out. Um Ryan Johnson also says that this is, I don't think should be very surprising. I didn't dive into it. I'm trying to avoid some spoilers. Um, but Ryan Johnson claims Ray and Kylo are dual protagonists, which actually I think is a little bit better or a little bit deeper of a comment than, than I think you do is, uh, it's, there's very much how like 
Force Awakens was very much how Godfather was, right? Mm-hmm. Like the how you know you the main protagonist was obviously Michael Corleone, and here was Ray, and everyone else he had minor other protagonists, right? Like Vito or whatever. But in right. the second Godfather, you had Vito and Michael being dual protagonists in different storylines, and I think we're going to see that here because honestly, we're going to see Kylo as a main major protagonist in the backstory part of the Knights of Ren and that whole right. Thing. Plus, with him later on, also a main a main temple. Interesting. So, I think it'll be a, a really good. I think Ryan Johnson's going to do well in that storytelling aspect. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I like this idea. I like that it's dual protagonists. Yeah, there's there's a big difference between a protagonist and an antagonist. Yes, you know what I mean. So, it's I think since this is the middle of the trilogy, we're gonna have obviously it's gonna be darker. We're gonna have this okay. Are we supposed to like Kylo after what you know, he's done? This could almost be a, a yin and yang of a of a hero's journey, anti hero's journey. Right, and that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's like, are we gonna are we supposed to like Kylo? Are we supposed to sympathize with him? Are we supposed to see where he's I, coming? I, I from? I think we're at least supposed to understand. Him. Well, and I and I hope we do. And I think that's gonna make JJ's job really interesting in Episode Nine, depending on where they go with seven or with eight. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I think that's one thing that where Lucas dropped the ball in the prequel trilogy is like he had a prime opportunity to to give us a a deep understanding of the Anakin character, and really it just got boiled down to you know he hates sand and right. the right sand sucks. Well, and and it's interesting. So the antagonist obviously is still Snoke. Oh, absolutely. And the antagonist has always been Snoke, just like in the begin in the other trilogy. The antagonist was really Palpatine and was Palpatine the whole time. Yes. Right. And that's you have the redemption of Vader and you have all this other stuff going on. So this is going to be a really interesting couple of movies, I think. I think so, too. And I think uh, I think Ryan Johnson is the person to tell the story. I mean, yeah. I really enjoyed Looper a lot more than I think most other people did. I really enjoyed that movie. So yeah. um, I'm really I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does. With yeah. Me. I don't understand this. <laughs> I mean, I think Oh, I'm going to read the headline. You tell me what you think. The Last Jedi will feature a BB-8 versus BB-9E showdown. I am on board with that. Is it going to be like, um, <laughs> you know how when um, R2 like fought those two droids in the prequel trilogy, where like there's fire, he does a thing, and then he just like takes off. Like, is this going to be like freaking epic robot fights, or what is no, this okay, going to be I, about? I don't. Okay, two things. I don't think it's going to be like BattleBots. Thanks, Keen. Where it's all going to be just like fire and arm out of nowhere and stuff like that. I also don't think it's going to be like those those rubber things that you get in that are like balls and you match up against them. <laughs> what I also think it's going to be the scene in um, Force Awakens when they're on the Falcon when they first leave Jakku and they're flying around and she's doing all the flips and stuff. Yeah, and you see how BB functions in a th- in a three dimensional uh, sphere. Oh, that's interesting. He shoots yeah. the, the grappling hooks after the things, and then and all of a sudden his head's on the top and the and everything. I think it's going to be a lot more of that, where they're going to be using their grappling instruments and stuff like that, very much like how Spider-Man would use his webs. Or very much like, like remember y- how Yoda was flipping around with that fight with Palpatine? Yeah, but that was just... No, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, no, I've, like you're, I think we're going to get a little more. Yeah, unlike R two D two, it's going to be much more of an environmental fight. Okay, they're going to use their surroundings. All right, we'll see. I, I don't know, man. I don't know about this BB nine E character. I just, I, I just hope there's a porg in the middle that they're fighting over. Going, <laughs> I just hope it gets smushed. <laughs> if BB eight falls on, he's like, thumbs up. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. 
All right, so do we want to talk about this story or not? This popped up in our feed. Somebody from our Twitter group threw this out there having to do with a petition to make this thing happen. What uh, do you think? Well, I, I think just like any other petition that's been that nothing is going to come up. Well, nothing's going to come of it. So really what it is is – um, and the article is, is well written and it's, it's pretty uh, – I mean, obviously they have their opinion, but – this this petition calls for uh <laughs> for for Lucasfilm to revoke EA's Star Wars license based off of what they've done with the license with Battlefronts and various other things. I no because they've knocked it out of the park with Swotor and they knocked it out of the park with Kotor. They just Swotor's been around for a while. It's just the stuff since then though. Yeah, but it's but then you have the games that have fallen, the visceral stuff, like all the stuff that's like not happening, like. I don't know. Here's here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to drop it. Okay. I'm going to say, go to the link, read the article. If you're compelled to sign the petition, do it. You're, you're not, should I just cut the whole thing? No, it's fine. <laughs> don't sigh at me like that. <laughs> anyway, dude, what do you- spend years trying to get me to play a video game, and now that I'm invested- No, but what I'm saying is that I just think, from what I've read in the article, it has to do with the last couple of years- and their handling of the license. Nothing to do with Swotor and Kotor. Right. No, I totally agree. This has to do with what's happened recently, especially with the debacle with um, uh, with Battlefront 2 right, and all that stuff and pay to win all that. So that's where the article is coming from. Yeah. No, I get you. All right. So um, – That's never refreshed the page, I guess. <laughs> so last week, there was a new uh, documentary that dropped uh, for home uh, for home use uh, for iTunes and you know uh, Blu-ray. And it's called American Jedi. And it's a documentary about a uh, um, an American guy who delves into the concept of Jedi as a religion. Oh, that's right. That's and really good. Um, because you know it's become it was, it's an official religion in Australia, New Zealand, a whole bunch of other countries. Yeah. Um, but it, it it's a guy basically trying to live the way of the. And so it, I'm looking forward to. It. I haven't been able to get a copy of it that I can watch yet. But, I've heard of it, but I wanted to watch it. it just came out uh, for Blu-ray and uh, and iTunes on the 21st. I heard it was coming. I just I I just didn't know you know how good it was going to be. Yeah, so I want to check it out. We'll see. And uh, Parks news before we get out of Star Wars. Uh, Galaxy's Edge planet has been finally revealed. So it's no longer just called Galaxy's Edge. It's not called Galaxy's Edge. Um, the name of the planet, before I get some weird background noise, is called, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Batu. B-A-T-U-U. Batu. Kind of like Octu. Octu. Batu. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Cool. So All the right. name of the planet that we feature in Disneyland and Walt Disney World version of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is Batu. Nice. And uh, they describe it as this. This remote outpost on the galaxy's edge was once a bussy, bussy, busy crossroads along the old sublight trade routes, but its prominence was bypassed by the uh, rise of hyperspace travel. Now home to those per- who prefer to stay out of the mainstream, it has become a thriving port for smugglers, rogue traders, and adventurers traveling between the frontier and uncharted space. It is also a convenient safe haven for those who intend on avoiding the expanding reach of the First Order. While Batu may be new to us, it is clearly already familiar to many characters from the Star Wars saga as um, a stepping-off point for epic adventures. So you're basically saying it's Radiator Springs. Yeah, but it's called Batu. But it's Radiator Springs. Ba, two b a t u u. All right. Um, <laughs> yes, Radiator Springs in Star Wars universe. I got you, buddy. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, I'm excited. Are you? You don't seem excited. Dude, I 
It's because you're being mean to me earlier. Now I'm getting back at you. Okay. You ready for the last section of this madness? Did you just yawn again? No, I was making a funny face on Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, here we go. I can't imagine any kind of future where I am a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. All right, so uh, unfortunately, we got to start with some with the bad news first. We lost a couple of icons uh, this last couple of weeks since we recorded last. Um, the big the big one that most people know about is David Cassidy. Um, both these people are going to be too old for most of our listeners to know, but um, David Cassidy, of course, was the lead singer of the Partridge Part- Part- Family. Um, they had the big massive hit, I think I Love You. Right. Um, and, you know, he's part of the Partridge Family. It's just, it's... You know, big. I mean, I remember my older sisters having big crushes on David Cassidy and Sean Cassidy and all the Cassidys. Um, the second one, actually, I I think even fewer people know this one is Mel Tillis. Um, Why does that name sound familiar? Well, he was a, a part of the Country Music Hall of Fame. He's a, okay. a famous country singer. He has a daughter named Pam Tillis, who is still a country singer. She actually just came out with a new album a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Um, but most people know Mel Tillis. Where um, do you remember? Uh, the Cannibal Run movie with Burt Reynolds. Barely. And, okay. There were the two rednecks that were driving the stock car, and it was Terry Bradshaw. Okay. Terry and, Bradshaw? Oh, yeah. my God. And and the other guy, and it was basically they were, because they said, we got enough we got enough beer, and they had, like, a case of, like, of, like cases of beer in their trunk. Right. And they said, do we have enough foods? And do we have enough food? And he holds up, like, a bag of chips. <laughs> Plenty. <laughs> well, his his co-driver in that movie was Mel Tillis. Oh, that's cool. That's cool, man. And so uh, I'm, my sister and I still quote that line back and forth. Well, that's sad. Um, so it, it's still, it, it's sad. Mel Tillis, he had, you know, some great songs. He, uh, um, But he wasn't really young, was he? Oh, no, he was yeah. in his 80s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, as Kevin Smith says, big bucket of win. Big bucket of win. Indeed. Yes. Uh, what do we got? This one, I'm gonna, you know, it's it's. I, again, we don't like to get really political on this show. Um, we do have our opinions. But, uh, I have opinions. Exactly. But with uh, all of the uh, sexual har- harassment and uh, claims coming out. Um, okay, I'm not going to go to the political route. But there have been a lot of entertainment people. Obviously, we lost uh, you know, Kevin oh, Spacey. Man. got kicked off of House of Cards. Right. Uh, one of the we have fi- another one of, big one that we'll talk about later. Yeah, one of my favorite new shows from this fall is Wisdom of the Crowd. Okay, with um, Jeremy Piven and the uh, uh, the actress who played Nymphadora Tonks in the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Um, well, Jeremy Piven had been uh, not charged, but um, accused. Thank you, accused of multiple uh, instances, and so they just decided we're going to pull the plug after thirteen episodes. So they're going to get a front order. The thirteen, because if you don't know a, a traditional TV season, you're given a front order of thirteen season, uh, thirteen episodes, especially in a first series, and then you get nine on the backside to give mm. you a full of season of twenty two. They're just uh, CBS is not going to pick up the nine on the backside, and they're mm. just going to get thirteen. Um, I really like the storyline in it. Um, I just hope they finish it off before yeah. it ends. But that's you know, a bummer, uh, man. No, it, well, it's a bummer for us that, that enjoy the content, right? But you know, you have to stick up. To that thing, it's like, you know, I'm sorry, he's got to go. Yeah. You know, and it's a bummer, too, because, and that's that's the issue, I think, that a lot of us are having 
um, when we see some of our favorite actors or showrunners come up against this stuff. It's like, I don't, I love what they've done, but I hate what they've done. Do you oh, know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, and well, so, no, it's, it's like, um, I'm going to bring politics in without being political. Let me, let me put it differently. I love what they've created, but I hate right. what they've done. The thing is, <laughs> when, when politicians do this, it's a lot easier to be on one side or the other because you're already on one side or the other normally. Absolutely. But when it comes to entertainment, it's harder to 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 lose that yeah. because you no matter what their politics are, you still have that connection to the to the material. Right. Where you don't have that with say with Al Franken or Rob, exactly. uh, Roy Moore or Donald Trump or or, or uh, Conyers, you right. know, on both sides of the aisle. Um but with entertainment you're losing the content as yeah, well as exactly. the person. Right. Yeah, so I'm a little, I'm a little bummed because I like the House of Cards is great too. Yeah, but exactly. And they're people, not coming back with that. Yeah, so. well, and these people honestly, excuse me, not honestly deserve to lose their jobs over this. So well, sure, of course they deserve to lose their jobs, but but it's the consumers of the content and the storylines that that they were a part of that we're all going to miss out on. Exactly, now, but you know? you know, as being good global you, citizens, humans. Be good human. We've got to be willing to give up that content. Oh no, I'm fine with it. Absolutely. <laughs> I just it's a, it's a bummer for a second. It's like, well, that makes sense. Exactly. Um. So one of my favorite all time shows is The West Wing. Mm-hmm. Talking about politics, whatever. I just love the the writing. You know, Sports Night was also great. The Newsroom, um, all all great stuff. There's been talks about if they're going to bring back West Wing at any point. Whatever. And, you know, of course, Aaron Sorkin, who was the writer creator, has been busy because, you know, he uh, won an Oscar for Social Network. He also wrote, um, uh, Charlie Wilson's War. Right. He just wrote something recently. Um, oh, the, the new one he wrote is, um, Molly's Game, which is getting a lot of buzz this year, um, based on a true story. But he's also doing a live version of, uh, A Few Good Men to be done on, on, uh, on NBC, I think, but that's been pushed back. Right. But he's actually come out and said that he would actually like to do a reboot, or not a reboot, a reuniting of it, but it actually take place in a future where there's a different president. Oh, interesting. That it gets taken into a war and he has to talk to uh, Martin Sheen as President Bartlett. Oh, that'd be cool. And he's kind of mirroring it on what happened when Clinton was going to war in Bosnia and, and Herzegovina and all that stuff um, in Somalia. He actually used to talk to Nixon, somebody oh. from the other side of the aisle. Interesting. Um, because you know Nixon obviously was in war in Vietnam, so right. um, it it just goes how you know there's so few people that have held that position where they kind of have to rely on each other. And there's a if you if you don't watch The West Wing, there's a really good episode in season five called The Stormy Present. Yeah, and they're talking about um, uh, riots that are happening in in Iran, um, and you see three different presidents on the the plane: two former presidents and the current president. And they're all talking about it, and you're seeing different <laughs> points of view from a very limited group of uh, people to pull that experience from, which right. is very cool. Um, you know, what I realized we may have lost the people that wanted to watch it, but we forgot to throw on uh, Infinity War again. Well, let's throw it on right now. Um, I, and I will, I will agree with John Skeen. Yes, all yeah, these people just are entitled to a fair trial, and not immediately feel guilty verdict is a very good way to put it. But um, once they have apologized and, and acknowledged that it's happened. Then they can obviously lose their jobs if they are fighting tooth and nail with it. Yeah, but you know, obviously, uh, you've got to put it into a into a court. But but I think I think the preemptive fire, not preemptive firings, but 
but stopping the shows or, or, and that kind of thing really comes down to backlash for the network and the show itself yeah, actually, around it. Like right, they well, just don't want to be associated with it. whether it's true or not. I think is what is is what the issue with skiing is saying. Right, right? exactly. And we're actually going to come up with, a, a, I think, a, the way the a, the perfect way a network handled it with CW with Andrew Kreisberg, mm. and we'll get to that in a few minutes. But let's right. watch the Infinity War. Yeah. So sorry, guys, we forgot to throw on Infinity War. We're going to watch this trailer one more time. Um, if you have seen it, if you haven't seen it, feel free to throw something in the chat. Um, it's worth watching again because we love it and it's amazing. <laughs> That last shot makes me so happy, dude. I um, love my it. favorite, my I favorite scene it. is still the Spidey sense on the bus. Um, I don't know, man. The, the, my two favorite are uh, the last shot, obviously, because I I love Guardians. They're like my favorite part of the Marvel universe. I also love Thor, especially after watching Ragnarok, which we'll talk about next week. Um, the humor that comes along with him, but that that scene, and also of course with um, Cap and those guys in Hulk running at at the enemy, I think that's badass. So yeah, and uh, and Bl- um, and Blete, uh makes a great point, and this is actually they're getting a lot of pushback on so- social social media this week. No Ant Man, no Ant Man or Hawkeye. Yeah, what's that about? Yeah, well they're they're there, but they're just not they're in the trailer. But they're not in the trailer. But think about it. There's only about 60 something, uh, with the, what was the last count? 69, 68. 68, um, different heroes or whatever that are going to be part of this. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, we're going to get, we'll get some other trailers, I think, with them in it. Oh, absolutely. Plus, you got to remember, we still have what, seven months to go? Oh, yeah. We got plenty of time. So, um, <laughs> it's too small to see. Um, <laughs> That's a good point good too. Point. Where was the wasp too? So yeah, the wasp. I mean, there's there's people missing, man. You know, yeah, definitely some people missing. Absolutely. Um, um last bit of uh, do we want to let go of this? There's some people still talking about the thing we were talking about before. <laughs> and it was actually. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think we can let it go. Everyone has their own viewpoints. And I think we, you know, we've talked about it enough over the last few episodes. So. Yeah, and and we've literally been talking about this every week, and we've been trying actually not to. Only in that we're going to talk about it in a minute, so we can bring your stuff up here in a second. I think. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't think the trailer gives up too much. I don't think so at all. I mean, I don't think you really get even what. I mean, obviously, we knew Thanos was coming, and we know um, they're trying to get the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, and that's the bottom line. The rest of it. We don't know the inner conflicts with the characters. We don't know uh, the larger scheme of the of the galaxy or whatever. I think it's gonna be fine. We'll see. No, yeah, and uh, D- DVD House, you didn't derail the chat at all. That's where that's why our podcast is a little bit different. We like to go off on tangents. Oh, we'll <laughs> tangent the shit out of something. Yeah, we will. And I will edit the shit out of what I just said. So that's, um, why, that's li- why I like recording live because I'll if you listen back to the audio of this, like I will edit out my my cuss words sometimes sometimes i actually have been leaving some in because i really don't care <laughs> i know right um the last bit of the uh, tv news uh george clooney's actually coming back to television really um he's gonna be doing a limited what was the last time he was on er er 20 years <laughs> i think he left in 1997 mm-hmm. so it's been 20 years um and he's gonna be coming back and he's gonna be doing a uh a reworking of catch 22 <laughs> interesting see how that goes yeah i love i love me some Clooney. yeah Clooney's good um, all right, let's let's jump through some new review stuff. Yeah, we've got a couple of uh, casting news here. There's a new uh, Netflix movie coming out called Super Normal. It's a superhero movie. Okay. It's going to be produced by Josh Gad. It's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? 
Supernova? Yeah. Like Jumbo Jeff Shrimp? Exactly. <laughs> Continue. Um, Josh Gad, who does the voice of Olaf, he was in Book, and, uh, Book of Mormon. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but it's going to star Daisy Ridley and Lucas Evans. Nice. That's exciting. So that'll be nice. See how that goes. Um, Noah Baumbach, uh, who is... Is that how you say that? Baumbach? Yeah. Okay. And uh, is uh, getting a lot of Oscar buzz for a movie he came out with this year. Uh, he's done a couple things. He it was mostly his first big movie was Squid and the Whale. He got uh, nominated for an Oscar for. He's done a couple other ones. Um, he's doing him and his next film, which doesn't have any. We don't know anything about it yet. Um, but it's going to start Adam Driver, Laura Dern, and Scarlett Johansson. So that's going to be a cast right there. Regardless, I want to watch that movie because I love all three of them. Exactly. <laughs> um, so we watched a bunch of trailers, and this has been my. I, I left this in this section of the show just to kind of throw out there again. Um. If you liked what we just did with uh, the Infinity War trailer, um, we normally, before each show, will watch a bunch of trailers, and re- recent trailers, and talk about them. And we put that off as a separate um, video for our patrons. So, yeah, it, well, it's free to watch if you watch us live on Twitch. Sure. Um, but and if I forget to take it down tonight <laughs> and not till tomorrow. <laughs> but it's also a, a Patreon exclusive after that. Yeah. And so, you know, if you give us anything, a buck or two, an episode to support the show, um, you'll get that blooper reels and various other things. And the show's a little bit early. So if you like what we're doing, if it's your first time in, thanks for watching. And that's what we do. So here we are. All right. Universal stuff, dude. Let's get to our last section. Universal usual. We got all kinds of stuff. Yeah. The first thing we're going to talk about is Berlanti. <clears throat> and this is the last thing we're going to talk about the sexual harassment right. uh, stuff. Um, Andrew Kreisberg, who is an EP on, uh, uh, almost all the DC Universe stuff on, on CW. Um, and I believe he is one of the showrunners on Flash for a while. Yeah. And um, Supergirl. Um, I don't think he was a producer. I don't think he was the showrunner. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, he was, had been charged, but CW handled this right. His accusations were all, all, almost as early as Kevin Spacey. He was one of the first ones to be charged, would to be accused. Right. Because um, we had talked about this, didn't right, we? Right, a few months, yeah. uh, about a month ago. And, right, but he, and he was pulled off working. Right, he was put on suspension. That's now right. that they have cause. Now he's been fired. Exactly. That's how you do it. Right, and so and 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 this is because of this section of the show and what we talk about on this show. This was big enough to bring back. Obviously, um, Kreisberg is a big a part of these shows. Yeah, he's, and, he's one of uh, Berlanti's lieutenants. Yeah, and, and you're just not too big to be taken down, I guess is what it comes no, down to. absolutely. And, and I think that's kind of the underlying deal right now. Um, you know, you're not you're not too powerful to be taken down. I guess. Exactly. So, um, Which is too bad because Kreisberg, again, I like the stuff that he's very done. Very talented. You know, and stuff but, that he's created and been in charge of. But, but no excuse. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, DCEU. This is... <laughs> We've allude. There has been so much of this. I don't even know if you want to talk about this, but uh, there's an article in his says Ben Affleck is already considering his Batman exit. So basically, he's trying to figure out when he's going to be done. And we knew that he was going to do that anyway. He already kind of stepped back from directing and all the stuff. But he's playing the Batman now. Um, but it's only going to be probably. I think he's going to be done pretty quick. Okay, I'm going to say this. What are you going to say? Get off Batflex's back because I'm not on it. No, not you. I'm saying I wish I was. people because I like that how play. many different people have played Batman? Adam West, Four? no Adam no. West, oh, Michael yeah. Keaton, um, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Clooney, uh, Christian Bale, and now Batfleck. So six. He's six. Okay. Yep. How many people have played Superman? George Reeves, Christopher Reeves. Uh, uh, Brandon Routh, 
uh, Tom Welling. You're the only one who's going to remember all this. Uh, and uh, what's his name now? You know, it's just like you've got six different people that have played each of those major characters. I think it's funny how you couldn't remember the guy from now. I know. Uh, <laughs> what is his name? Uh, some stupid. What's his name? Um, anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, so, so, but you, in, in how many people played Wonder Woman? Linda Carter, right. Gal Gadot. Now right, right, right. you know you, you, the, all these characters are designed. Their characters have been around for almost a hundred years, seventy-five years at least, sometimes close to a hundred years. And you're going to have multiple people playing them. Cavill, thank you, Henry thanks Cavill. DVD, thank you DVD. So on the so before you rant too much. No, I'm just saying. You seem upset. No, I'm just like saying it's okay. <laughs> it is okay. They bring in new people all the time. <laughs> I think you know what the issue is, obviously. That they don't like Ben Affleck. No, it's not they don't like him. It's like, I think that what what Affleck brings to it is the gravitas of like a director, high-end actor, right, all this you. stuff. And that they were like, well, you're too good to play Batman. So as soon as he's like, he plays Batman for a couple times, and he's like, okay, I'm going to go do something else. And I'm like, what, you can't play Batman anymore? You know what I mean? So I think that's kind of where it's coming from. Were they? Honestly. Okay, and I honestly... Because that's where I'm actually going to have a little uh, kerfuffle with the fans. Ooh, kerfuffle! Because by you saying that, you're you're insinuating that he's slumming it, and by saying but that, th- no, but by saying that, they're diminishing their own worth. I'm not. Not you. Hmm. I think you're blaming me. But here's well, it, I always blame you. I, indeed. So here's here's what I'm saying. Um, I think that if those Here's the issue. If those movies had done better and were received better, this wouldn't be an issue. No. At all. No. Because he wouldn't be slumming it. He'd be part of whatever blockbuster exactly. awesomeness that is. But I don't I don't think the box office It's not box office numbers. No, I'm talking about critical right. perceived quality of the movies right. compared to what else is out there in that genre. Right. Right. I don't think that affects Ben Affleck's choice though. No. I think that that affects... I think he was going to do it anyway. Exactly. Right. Because, honestly, anybody that can live through Gili and <laughs> and uh, Jersey yeah. Girl yeah, oh God, can Jersey handle Girl. anything. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but he, that wasn't his first Kevin Smith property either. But, all right. So, on that note, because we could go down that one. Uh, director... Um, <laughs> the director of The Batman... Right, Matt Reeves. Is rumored to want Jake Gyllenhaal to replace, to, to be Batman if Affleck leaves. It's a rumor. No, I, I like it. But what do you think? I, I think Gyllenhaal's a great actor. Yeah. Um, he, I like him. He's definitely going to have to bulk up a little bit more. It's easy to bulk up. It is. If well, you have it, a personal trainer and the right foods. It is, but I mean, he's already tried to bulk up before for, for, um, Jarhead. And oh, that's right. I forgot things. he was in that one. But yeah. he becomes more, sinewy and less mm-hmm. bulky okay which is fine i mean which is which is neither here nor i always thought ben affleck got a little too big for it anyway he was a monster dude um i want greg's play batman too <laughs> <laughs> batman. I, I don't know if you have the voice dude you gotta have the voice i don't man. i don't have the voice well can you imagine batman with a lisp <laughs> <laughs> you could be like i am the knight of you could, be, you could be like a totally different take on like Old Batman. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Oh, awesome. So anyway, Jake Gyllenhaal. I think that's interesting. Um, 
I don't know. I think he could obviously pull it off. But on the other but, hand, Keaton wasn't bulked either. Yeah, throw him in the right suit. Exactly. Well, you know, put him on the right diet. No nipples. Be fine. <laughs> put the nipples you on like there. The nipples. Yeah, stop the nipples on there, dude. Was, you know, good nipple. It's fine. Don't act like you don't want to talk about that. Disney news. All right. Yeah, well, you go in with this one. Oh, so it turns out uh, we talked about this about what a month ago. Uh, well, actually, over the last couple episodes. Yeah, they were talking about. Um, Disney's talk is in talks to pick up aspects of Fox. Um right. 20th century Fox, 21st century right. Fox, not obviously Fox News and stuff like that, but right. the um just move, the entertainment division. In, entertainment part of it. Right. Um and, and obviously they want this because they want to get Deadpool and X-Men back. X-Men back um and that kind of thing, plus um they'd have access to early Star Wars stuff and, and there's all kinds of yeah, stuff Yeah, actually the, the very first Star Wars movie they'd get distribution rights back. Exactly. So there's obviously a lot at stake here if Disney does do this. And um from what I gained from the article, um it kind of petered out for a little bit, but it seems right. to be picking up steam again. So I imagine we're going to um hear about something in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I would like it to happen. But yeah. actually I have a little bit of news that it's a couple of weeks on, but I'm going to bring it up now. Yeah. That Sony is actually also trying to put in a bid for Fox. Really? Yes. That would be interesting. It would be. Um the reason why I I think it's Sony just trying to play their hand a little bit more against Disney mm -hmm. um, because they obviously already have their partnership deal with, with Spider-Man and, yeah. and they think that if they can go ahead and get the Fox property, then they can keep something away from Disney while still being able to bring the X-Men and Fantastic Four and Deadpool properties and, still and Venom their thing back and, over to yeah. Marvel. Well, because, I mean, think about it. Sony's got a lot going basically, on. Yeah, basically, Sony wants to wet their beak in the deal is yeah. what they want. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it shakes out. I'm... Uh, Sony doesn't have Disney money, no. They so don't. I imagine if it comes down to money, but they it's do have Disney. But they do have PlayStation money. That's that's true. But I don't, I I mean, don't know. So, Sony's not not empty pockets. No, I'm not saying they are. It'll be really interesting to see how that shakes out. True. Um, we'll keep an eye on this. Uh, next couple weeks. Absolutely. Um, I, I imagine in the new year they're going to come up with something. Oh yeah, absolutely for sure. Uh, uh what else right. we got? Oh, Disney has their. Uh, didn't you bring up Mulan last week? Or two weeks ago? When we, were uh, we brought them on a couple weeks ago because they were uh, changing directors. Oh, right. Okay. Um, but they cast their main character, um, I believe. Yeah, it's not anybody that we would really... I mean, she's done a couple of, of English title movies. Yeah, I was just going to say. Uh, English language yeah. movies. But she's very well known in China. Um, her name is... Lu Yifei. And um, she, she's done quite a bit of stuff. And but she she checkmarked all the boxes they wanted. They wanted English speaking. They wanted Chinese fluent. Right. They wanted martial arts expert. What was she in that I've seen her in this something before? Um, she's familiar. Uh, maybe I'm tripping. Anyway, whatever doesn't matter. Yeah, but anyway, so it's great that they've got their star. Cool. Yeah, I'm actually actually somewhat intrigued by the Mulan one more so than rehashes of, um. You know, beating the bees right. and, and stuff like Where, that. Okay, the the one thing it's, I, it's more of a I don't want to say period piece, but it's more of a um historical right. um the one deal. thing that I think they have to be really careful with Milan is is of all the stuff that they've redone so far, uh -huh. um it's either been Western or Northern European friendly. True. Such as Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella, stuff like that, Maleficent, stuff like that. Or if it does take place somewhere else in the world a uh, Lion King and Jungle Book, right. it's heavily CGI characters. True. So you don't have to worry so much as uh, when it comes to, to race and, and ethnicity. 
Um, they're going to have to deal a little bit more with Aladdin when they're going to be doing uh, that. Yeah. Um, but they're also, but their casting choices there are very similar to how they're dealing with Milan. Right. But they also do the same thing with Milan. They've got to be very. Um, I wonder if they're going to do the dragon thing and all that. Are they going to do that? Or I really gonna... don't know. But they've, I think they've got to be much more sensitive with their casting. No Emma Stone. Yeah, Japanese she was movie. in a Nick Cage movie. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Um, all right, man. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Marvel news? Do you want to do this? Yeah, let's do Marvel. Or do you want to just skip it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so this article, I, I read this earlier. This is actually kind of interesting. The Guardians of the Galaxy director, Officer James Gunn, is possibly working on spinoff characters um, that, and not just spinoff characters from Guardians, but just like general, like more obscure Marvel characters that he wants to do something right. with. Right. Well, if you watch the end of Guardians 2. Um, yeah. What is it? Um, Adam Warlock. Yeah. Well, yes. Warlock is, is heavily brought up there. Um, but you also saw um, a different iteration of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. With Sylvester Stallone, as the, the head Ravager. He's also a guardian. For sure. And, uh, from a, a video that I watched, I, I can't remember which one it was. It was either on What Culture or, or on Nerdist. Um, that iteration, which I didn't know, is actually the iteration from 1969. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So that grouping that, that Sylvester Stallone was with at the end of the movie is an actual, is an actual established set. guardian set. Huh. Well, that'd be cool, man. So who knows where they're going to go with it? Obviously, it's in the early planning stages, but, um, but it is what it is. And other Marvel, random Marvel news, Agent Carter. Um, which was what ABC? Yeah, it was okay. This is actually think a very important story. Um, Agent Carter is going to be going to Hulu, right? Uh, it's going to be having uh, uh, both full seasons, right? Um, the reason why I think this is interesting is because since Disney's going to be doing their own streaming, I was going to say they're doing their. Why own are thing. they already pushing to Hulu? Especially since Marvel's Runaways is already on Hulu, right? But then I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking, but that's okay, not going to be for another year and, and a half, half right? Mm-hmm. So if they if they put it on a year contract or whatever, but what they can do is if they because they're not going to be paying for Hulu to do this, Hulu's paying them exactly to show this, and so to do the licensing, and if they can generate any sort of buzz for Agent Carter, then they could actually bring back a third season of Agent Carter on their streaming on their service. own streaming service, so they can raise the buzz. If they were smart, they would do the same thing with Constantine. Uh, License that out to Hulu or Amazon or something. Yeah. So if they want to do a second Constantine series, was Constantine on ABC too? No, Constantine was was, was CW, on, wasn't uh, it? Was on CW. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's uh, DC. My bad. Yeah, but that's a different thing. But I, I didn't actually think about it in that way. But that's brilliant. Yeah. Actually. Um. And I would love to see a third season of Agent Carter. That show's so good. Yeah, man. I love Haley Atwell. And actually, I liked the show that she did. Um... <laughs> a reboot of Howard the Duck DVD would be amazing. <laughs> it was so bad. My students, speaking of Howard the Duck, uh, my students, I have them do like when we read Ready Player One, do a little right. research of pop culture. And somebody wanted to do Howard the Duck because it was mentioned in the book. And they, they found a clip of like where he's playing the piano and like she comes out of the background and it's like, did she have sex with this duck? And like, he's playing the piano. It's super freaking weird. It is, dude. A, it is a weird movie. I would love to see, uh, to su- see something like I that. I think it would play off better if they did a, uh, Howard the Duck cartoon. Oh, way better because yeah. it's way less gross and weird. Yes. But still be funny. Um, all right. So what do um, we got? So we got a couple little uh, Avengers four <laughs> news. Um, Kevin Feige came out and did an interview and he actually says that Avengers four. Not Infinity War, but the next one after the next that, one after. which is coming up in, in 2019, um, is 
gonna have a finality to it. Okay. Um, and I mean, even though we know that, um, after Avengers 4, we're gonna be getting Guardians 3 and Spider-Man 2, um, there's a finality to it because mostly a lot of contracts are gonna be up. Right. Chris Pine, uh, Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr., Jr., Chris Hemsworth, uh, Scarlett Johansson, all these main people from the original, uh, Avengers, their contracts are going to be up. Everyone knows that Chris, uh, Chris, I say Chris Pine, Chris Evans, Chris Evans wants to move into directing. Yeah. Um, I, but I think, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is just getting too expensive. Oh, yeah. Evidently, he made $80 million in 2015, That's and insane. a lot of it was from Marvel. <laughs> so um, much money. Yeah, because I think he made $50 million for, Earl, for Ultron. Yeah. But the thing is, I think he has to make 50 million in a movie now, doesn't he? For for each Avenger movie or Iron Man type. Okay, but, so like not his cameo in Homecoming or whatever. No, right? but okay. I think they could keep him on board for doing some of those. Yeah. But the, what, it's not a cameo. I guess it's a it's role. Not, it's, but, a, yeah. it's a role, but it's minor. Yeah. But what I think is great is that there's already precedent for this in the comics. Okay, Evans leaves. You can have Bucky or or Sam Wilson take sure. over the uh, the uh, Captain America. The Captain America role, or if Tony Stark uh, steps away, Pepper Potts or mm-hmm. uh, uh, Riri Williams could take over the Iron Man role, stuff like that. Um, so there are ways around it while still preserving their characters. They don't have to die, but you know, some, some people are going to die. I'm, I think it's time. It is. <laughs> I mean, it's time to kill some besides like what. Uh, randomly it was a quicksilver or whoever yeah. died like just like i introduced him he's dead oh oh well. you know what i mean exactly. which i thought quicksilver's character was cool but it's just like right but, but I, he hasn't I, been around for four movies either no or exactly five movies. and i i'm not saying i i don't think his this is the one thing that fox did right mm-hmm. fox's quicksilver was better than marvel's quicksilver so much better um and i like the actor don't get me wrong but it, fox's evan peters is great as fox's quicksilver. yeah it's really good but the thing is is the i think the one that they really can't drop the ball on is even though her contract is going to be up and she's played second fiddle to everybody in all of her movies. Johansson. Johansson. Yeah. And they have to give her a Black Widow movie. Yeah, I think it's time. And honestly, I think the you either have to make it like we have Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. Either have to make it a Black Widow Hawkeye movie and, and talk about what happened in Bulgaria or whatever it was. Or make it a Black Widow uh, Natasha uh, Romanoff. Mm-hmm. Origin movie. I agree. Skeen, I'm with you. Sam Wilson as Captain America would be sick. Um, Tony Stark. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, Tony Stark. Uh, he started it. Could also end it. I don't know, man. I, I think there's a couple people you have to keep. One being a uh, banner. Like you have to figure out how to keep. Well, as I as I mentioned earlier with the whole Illuminati thing, you can kind of do that, where you can keep. Um, Banner, you can keep Tony Stark. What's the actor? Ruffalo. You have to Ruffalo. keep Ruffalo. Yeah, you can keep those characters, and if they're part of the Illuminati, they can touch into each movie. That's true. Without true. having to carry any one movie. Yeah. Um. I'm not. And, and again, there's. I like, and big we'll butts. talk. We'll talk about Thor next week. But I like uh, big butts. You're so stupid. So I like. <laughs> I like that Ruffalo can come around, and they're not doing a Hulk standalone deal. I think right. Him being in Ragnarok was brilliant, and yeah, he it was, was great. so freaking good. Ruffalo um, was really good, in that. and um, got to do a Black Widow movie. You know, extend her contract, give her a couple movies, keep her around for a little bit. Um, Evans, um, Downey Jr., and uh, what's the other big one? Um, you got to do Hemsworth. something. And Hemsworth, well, Hemsworth has totally been rejuvenated by Thor. 
by Ragnarok. And so I think that's going to be an easier one to keep. But those other two, Evans and uh, Ruffalo, or not, Evans and uh, Downey Jr., you got to figure out something with them. They have to go. What I think the- there's too, it's too easy to, and you can do something with Iron Man too. You also have Rowdy. Um, that can come right, in. War Machine um, can, War Machine can come in. Man. So, I mean, what I, what I, what I think the best thing that they could do is Marvel has their own in-house talent. Um, cool. where they, where they, uh, they train their own talent, right? That's where they come up with like, Patty yeah. Jenkins came out of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Writing, um, They're promote the, with, promote right. from within. Kind exactly. Of yeah. They, they, they have their own like little school. They train mm-hmm. to write mm-hmm. and direct everything. Throw Evans into that now. And That's then give point. Evans, Evans wants to direct, give him his own movie. Yeah. Have him start with, with a one shot. You know, like they had the, the item 47 one shot. They had the funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer one shot. You had the agent uh, Carter one shot. All these, give right. him one of those one shots and um, then give him a. No, I'm with you, dude. And, um, turn him into a, uh, turn, turn him into a, uh, an assistant director on, on, uh, on a big shoot and then see if he gets his own movie. Back. It's interesting. DVD brings up a going on. What about, what about Nick Fury? We haven't seen him in a while. No. I know we're going to see him in Infinity War. Oh, yeah. Is he going to die there? I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I love uh, the, the, the bottom. The bottom line with that, though, is that's a character that's going to just come and go. Exactly. Uh, you can pay. And that's uh, you can pay Samuel Jackson to come in and be Samuel Jackson for an hour and a half. Anytime. Right. And then you, know? you could do that with Downey Jr. too. You can, right. but you got to be careful because he's so worth so much money. Yes. Samuel Jackson, I don't think he asks for a lot sometimes. No. <laughs> he's just like, oh, so I can come in and I'll just, I'll be gone and I'll be Samuel Jackson. And I guess fine. if you were to, one of two things would have to happen if you killed off uh, uh, Fury. Yeah. Okay. You'd either have to promote Maria Hill mm-hmm. to head True. Shield, which, which she's in position she's, for. Yeah, exactly. Or you finally have to connect Agents of Shield and admit that Coulson's alive. Yeah, and I would love that. Like, if not you not going to happen anytime. Soon. No, but I mean, again, I loved Agents of Shield. I haven't watched the last couple seasons, I guess, but um, I like that Coulson's alive and doing stuff. I think the best thing to do is have him come up in in uh, Avengers Four mm. because he was the the catalyst for the battle in, in the first. Event. He was indeed. Have him come. You back don't think you don't think Coulson will show up in Infinity War? Not in this one, no. I think okay. he'll show up in four. Cool. We'll see. Anyway, dude, um, we could talk about this all day. Um, I honestly, uh, I think that the big three, well, I just say the big two at this point, because Thor, Ragnarok did so well. Hemsworth is loving it, I obviously. He's, he's, yeah, he's on board for a little bit longer. He's, I mean, he's going to get expensive, but if the movies do well, eh. it's worth it. You know, it'll be worth it. The other two, they're, re- yeah, they're-, they're replaceable storyline-wise. And um, Evans is ready to go, and Homeboy is way too expensive. Yes. So it's it's time to do something different. And there's so many so many awesome characters. It's it's time to to go forward. Especially we'll see what happens after Black Panther. We've got Ant Man and Wasp and all this other stuff coming. So um, you know, we'll see see what happens. And uh, uh, um, that's a good point, Skin. Anybody can come back because it's comics. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> and and Blade says something here about a Marie Hill movie. Oh no. Yeah. No, no. Marie Hill can't carry her own movie, but what I think would be smart is you could do limited runs within seasons and have her come on for a uh, for a four episode arc during sweeps for Agents of Shield. That's a good point. Yeah, I like that idea too. All right, dude. Um, what else do we have here? Are we done? I thought we were done. We're not done. 
We got we got off of the tangent. Oh, uh, Lizzie Kaplan is yeah. in talks to join Gambit. We've uh, we've talked about it over the last couple of months. True, that Gambit is really starting to gain steam. Finally, um, Lizzie Kaplan is great. She was in the uh, Now You See Me Two. Okay, and I love her and a whole bunch of other stuff. Nice. And Ant Man the Wasp. I guess Lawrence Fishburne's in it. He teased yeah. it. Interesting. He teased this on. I th- I want to say it's Instagram. Let me open it up and see what he put. This was a while ago because we didn't record last week. This was on the seventeenth. Um, <laughs> let me find it. Hold on. He said, "Oh, he's in it." He says, uh, "In a recent interview with Yahoo, Fishman confirmed he will be playing a hero, quote unquote, a hero." Before retracting the statement to to make the role sound a bit more subtle, actually, I'm playing a scientist. Fishburne said. <laughs> so I love Fishburne, dude. I just want him to be in all the things. He's good. <laughs> He's he's like my favorite part of the Matrix stuff. But anyway. Um, uh, to answer Blade Hayes' question, yes. Ant-Man and the Wasp happens between Infinity War and Avengers. Yep. Uh, we have Black Panther coming up in February. Then Infinity Ant-Man. War's in May. Ant-Man's in July. Right. And then we have Captain Marvel the next February, I think. I think that's right. And then isn't there another, another Thor? What else? There's something else in between uh, Avengers 4. What else haven't we done? Another Captain America movie, isn't there? Nope. There's not another one? Nope. And there's no more Iron Man. There's something else we're missing. Black Panther. It's Black Panther. Infinity War. Infinity War. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man. Captain Marvel. And then four. Spider-Man. Thank you. There's no, Spider-Man's th- after Avengers 4. Is it after? Yep. Hmm. Oh, Guardians. No, Guardians is after Avengers 4 as well. Sorry, I got Those, excited. Yeah, Avengers and uh, Guardians and Spider-Man are both going to be in, in Phase 4. Interesting. All right. Well, here we are. All right. Uh, we've got a couple of convention news before we get out of here. All right. So if you're listening uh, for the first time or if you haven't joined us live or don't listen to our regular show, um, conventions are something that we do. We wish you could do more. And we go to San Diego Comic-Con every year. Is it Doctor Strange? No, that's that's in the works, but it's not. there's nothing definitive <laughs> about it yet. He threw that out there. Um, all right. So convention news. Uh, I'm only throwing this out there, even though we're not participating this year because we're not eligible, but open registration has been confirmed and that is for December 9th. So if you're trying to get tickets for San Diego Comic Con, if you want to meet us, hang out with us for our third annual Pucked Cantina, Passion Usual Corellian Trap Cantina event at Mission Brewing Company in San Diego during Comic Con, uh, and you want to do that, Jump on to um, their website, sign up for member ID, and December 9th, it's basically a lottery. You get on there, you get an email, and you and you see what's up. I have a link in here for the uh, film, uh, what is it, STCC unofficial blog. They do a really good visual guide to help you um, if you are interested in going to San Diego Comic-Con for the first time. Um, make sure that you keep your expectations low. It's pretty hard to do. But um, definitely join up with people. You can buy for other people as long as you have an eligible uh, member ID. And um, I'm only throwing this out there because I have a lot. We have a lot of friends who uh, don't have never gotten tickets and that want tickets and would like to try for tickets. So jump on there. Um, join up with people. If one person gets in, they can buy for a couple of others. And um, good luck to everybody who's going to do it. And that is not this weekend. Um, but by the time you hear this, it'll be the weekend coming yeah. up. Yeah. So. Definitely um, make sure that you, you do that. And San Diego Comic Con is a blast. It's crazy, but it's a blast. It is a blast. 
I mean, I did just look it up, and the uh, the only official titles coming up are Black Panther, uh, Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, and then Avengers 4. And they haven't announced anything else. Well, Spider-Man and Guardians, but that's after that. Right. Okay. Cool, man. Anything else? No, I uh, I just want to make sure. Uh, oh, that, too early. You blew it. So thanks no, for tuning in no, the usual I, podcast. No, it, I wasn't going to say have a fun yet. Go ahead. I was going to say make sure to those of you that have joined mm, us from the. I think you're. I think you're backpedaling. Now you're just messing up my words. <laughs> thank you for the kidly raid because we <laughs> retained about half of the audience. So thank you to you, our new listeners, and we hope you stay on for next week. But after Marshall just screwed this up, I doubt you will. Oh my god, that was so funny. All right, no. Now I, I want to make sure you go f yourself. Well, he's That's talking. Marshall, he, not he, you. He's talking to me. Um. Uh. I want to reiterate what Will said. Thank you for everybody who stuck around after Kidley rated our feed. Um. Thanks to Kidley for doing that. Um. He's a he's a awesome dude. Been in our uh Swotor community forever. Uh. So if you're here because of him and you found us, join us, like us, and and share us and all that. So thanks for tuning in to the Usual Podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we are on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Find us on Twitter. I am at Darth Pops and Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitch Radio, and all the places you find your podcasts. So like us and share us and all that. If you want to support the show, um, you can use patreon.com slash usualpodcast, which I talked about earlier. Um, we have exclusives for uh, people who do that. Give us a buck or two an episode and support us and help us get to conventions and stuff like we were just talking about. And also another way to do it is audibletrial.com slash usualpodcast. Uh, if you don't have an Audible account already, you can jump in there and you can get a free audiobook. And it gives us 15 bucks and, uh, there's ton, a ton, a ton of good books out there. Yeah. Any of the um, new Star Wars stuff. Yeah. There's a ton of Star Wars books. I'm a big Brandon Sanderson fan. Get some bang for your buck. Get some Game of Thrones, something like that. Um, but audibletrial.com slash usual podcast or patreon.com slash usual podcast. So my friend, now it's time. Now I want to say thank you everybody and have, uh, <laughs> make sure you have a fun. Have a fun. We'll see you all next week. Peace. <laughs> I swear you were going to jump. I swear you were. That was so funny, dude. <laughs> okay, admittedly, I was, but then I, I know you were, and then you backpedaled, you But sucker. I caught myself before you did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.